And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. Do you want your money to dream big? Do you want your money to be a total self-starter? Are you annoyed that your money doesn't work hard enough? Don't worry. Betterment is here to help. Betterment is the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Their automated technology is built to help maximize returns, meaning when you invest with Betterment, your money can auto-adjust as you get closer to your goal, rebalance if your portfolio gets too far out of line, and your dividends are automatically reinvested. That can increase the potential for compound returns. In other words, your money is breaking a sweat while you can be breaking bread. You'll never picture your money the same way again. Betterment, the automated investing and savings app that makes your money hustle. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Investing involves risk. Performance is not guaranteed. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Saturday, July 8th. I know this is probably the end of a long week off for so many of you, and I hope you've enjoyed your time and you continue to enjoy your time. Maybe you're just listening to this. You're binging when you catch up, when you get back to work. I don't care. However you listen, whenever you listen, we are always appreciative of that. If you have a financial question, if you have a big retirement question, If you have an investment question, if you're looking to kind of clear the decks for the second half of the year, we'd love to hear from you. Just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com, and click the Contact Us button. When you do that, you get a form. It pops up and you complete the form. If you just fill out that form, we will receive it as an email, and we try to do as many emails as we can from time to time. If you click the box and you say you are willing to come on the air, then that's where the fun begins because I like hearing from you directly. It allows me to ask follow-up questions. I'm so nosy. You'll find that. Anyway, let's talk to Anthony. Anthony's on the line from Arkansas. Hello, Anthony. Welcome to Jill on Money. What can I do for you, sir? Well, first of all, thank you for having me. I have a couple of questions regarding some of the moves that I'm making in my retirement. When I initially started my job, I was informed that there was a, for our 403B, I was informed that there was a 6% mandatory contribution. However, my employer would match up to 10% dollar for dollar. Wow. Dollar for dollar? Holy moly. So I did the responsible thing and I said, okay, I'm going to contribute up to the match. Mm Mm-hmm. And I've also just over the years been doing a little bit extra as well. And currently what I'm doing is the 10% in order to get what I thought was the match. 
And then there's also a Roth 403B option. And I throw another 3% there as well. Okay. Um, so 10% into the pre-tax, 3% into the Roth. Yes. And what I thought originally was that the 10% was matched dollar for dollar, which that is partially true. Either I misheard or the rules have changed um, because what the rules are now apparently is that the 6% mandatory, that's, I understood correctly, but apparently the 10% comes in regardless. Wait a minute. So what you're saying is the 6%, you have to put 6% in, but the organization is putting 10% in regardless of whether you're putting 10% yourself away, right? That is my understanding. Okay. That sounds good. I, I bet that that's right. Are you, do you work for a university? I do work for a university. Yeah. That's often the education, higher ed, I've seen this a lot. Um, and obviously, one thing that you should just clarify is to make sure you understand the rules as they stand today. But often they'll say, you know, no matter what you put in, once you get to that 6%, because they're make forcing you to do that, we'll put 10% in. So that that is pretty standard. So how old are you? Let's start with that. I am 41. Okay. Married, single? Uh, married, and my wife is 38. Okay. Kids? None. Plan to? None. Ooh, that's what I like. That sounds like some good retirement planning right there, my friend. So right at this point, tell me a little bit about the nature of other stuff going on in your financial life. For example, how much money's in the 403B right now? Well, right now... I have 250 in the 403B. Mm -hmm. I have 52 in the Roth 403B. Okay. I have 40 in an IRA that I rolled over from a previous employer. Mm -hmm. And I have another 23 in a Roth IRA that I contributed to before the 403B option became a thing. I gotcha. Who is the the custodian of your 403B right now? Like what firm is it? Yeah. Held it? TIA. Fabulous. How much money you guys make? Um, put together, we make about 110. And does your wife have a retirement plan as well? She has a retirement plan, but unfortunately, I do not know uh, much about it. Okay. So the, num the numbers I'm giving you are mine. Okay. But she has some money floating yes. around. Good. Uh, what else you got? What's out there? Got some emergency reserve money for uh, Aunt Jill here? You make me feel very happy if you do. Um, we've got about 55000 in um, just sitting in checking and savings. Your cash flow is good? Cash flow is good, yes. Great. A couple of things that rise to like the, I, I'm sure you've thought about this already. They're going to put the 10% match in no matter what. So you're going to put the 6% into your 403B, but then shift everything else to the Roth option, okay? Whatever else. So you don't, you don't need, you can put up to your 6%, but right now you said your 3% Roth can, you know, you, the 4% that was going in extra, right, for the, the traditional, shift that to the Roth. Put 10% in. It sounds like you could probably afford it. You're in a cheap tax bracket. You know, you're married, you're filing jointly, you're um, you're in the 22% tax bracket. It's all good. So I would just go, you know, 6% pre-tax in the 403B, put 10% in the Roth 403B. You got plenty of money. That's all good news. Here's something to consider. 
the IRA rollover, that 40 some thousand dollars from the old 457, I would actually find out if TIAA would take that 40 something thousand dollars and roll it into your 403B. See if you can roll that back into TIAA. I love TIAA. If you have to pick a company um, with really cheap expenses and is well run, I think TIAA is a good one. And it might behoove you to kind of have most of your, let's call it your pre-tax money. It would be great to just have it all there at TIAA. And that will allow you to just sort of say, okay, it's in one place, manage it there and not worry a bit about it. Okay. And I'm sure it'll be cheaper than wherever you do it. Are you doing it yourself? Are you managing your own money in the rollover? Uh, No, I, I have it at a, I have it at another firm. Is it like your brother who's managing? No, 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 no. no. Okay. I'm about to tell you to fire that other firm. Um, uh, so yeah, because I would just take that rollover and just pop it right into the existing TIAA if they'll take the money. You have to find out whether they'll take it. And the Roth IRA that you have, um, you know, if you want to have someone, you want to pay someone to manage it, fine. Of course, I'm always into like, just go to Vanguard or go to, you know, go someplace where it's cheap to manage it and use index funds and don't look back, essentially. Do you guys have um, your estate documents done? You got wills and powers of attorney and healthcare proxies? I do, but it's been a while since I've looked at them. And so one of the things that's on my to-do list over the next couple of weeks is just going back and reviewing those documents. Great. You said that you made $110,000 together with your wife. Are you the primary? Is it split equal? Like, how does it split up for you two? I, I am. I'm definitely the primary on it. Most of that is mine. Okay. I mean, the only reason I ask that is that do you also have life insurance? I have a little bit of life insurance, but basically it's enough to make sure that if God forbid something happened to me that my wife could pay off the house and be done with it. And fortunately, um, our home is our only um, major debt. I've got a car note, but that thing's going to be paid off in a couple of months. Well, I would still probably look at life insurance because, you know, God forbid you drop dead tomorrow. If you're the primary wage earner, you're also the primary vehicle for retirement savings. So if you want your wife to be taken care of so that she and her next husband can have a nice life. Okay. I say that very sarcastically. That was a little humor for you. No, but really, if you want to try to make sure that that's the case, you're young, you're healthy. Now's the time to make sure that, you know, over the at least maybe say like a 15 year term policy that just, you know, if something bad happened before you had all of the money saved that you need to have saved for retirement, that should be taken care of. So I think it's worth going into uh, any insurance calculator and determining whether or not you guys have enough. My guess is you need a little bit more. Okay. And other than that, it sounds like you're in good shape. Did I miss anything? Are you an aggressive investor? Should I be worried that you're taking too much risk? What's happening for you? No, I've always been aggressive, but not very aggressive. I know I pretty much understand that I have a little bit of time on my side, but at the same time, you know, 20 years ago, if you would have told me that this was my situation, I would have never believed you. And yet, and yet here I am. So That's really terrific. Well, I think you're in great shape. And um, if you need anything else, um, uh, let me know. But I would be remiss if I didn't say one little extra thing, which is 
even if you're not managing your wife's money, but like you should just make sure you're both on the same page. Like, hey, honey, if I drop dead, here's where my stuff is. This is how you get access to it. That's sort of part of your, maybe in your wills and taking a look at everything. Like I said, I mean, you may want to keep your assets separate, but because you're probably the beneficiary of each other's accounts and everything, it's worth just having a conversation. Say, here's where everything is so that you know what she has. I mean, and she knows what you have. It's funny you mentioned that. Another thing that's on my to-do list, you know, after reviewing all of my documents and stuff is basically putting together a document, you know, basically a dear wife letter where if that happens to me, she's got a single page that says, here's where everything is, here are yes. accounts, dot, dot. Yes, 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 exactly. So um, that's part of the estate stuff. So that's easily done. Try to make sure that you get that managed in the process. And uh, I wish you the best of luck. So I think you're in really good shape. Keep doing what you're doing and keep accessing that Roth. I think you're going to be really happy that you have done so. Okay. Um, Well, I very much thank you for your advice and thank you for your time. If you would like to join us on the air to discuss anything going on in your financial life, in your real life, maybe it's a real estate question, maybe it's an education question. I don't care. Whatever is going on for you, that's what we care about. Just go to JillOnMoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Do let us know if you'd like to join us. You can check out the blog. You can check out videos and resources. You can buy my book, The Great Money Reset, and you can subscribe to the news service, Jill on Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars and bonus content for the rock bottom price of 35 bucks. So hope you check it out. All right. Put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity. Forming strong teams to support them, Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at lls.org students. That's lls.org students.